I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Hey, Jen. Hey, Danita. How's the van? Oh, I can't believe you're bringing it up. (laughs) Our van is parked in something called an aduana in Costa Rica, which is a government-approved building. So the van has this travel permit, just like we do as people. But being a van, it can only enter the country of Costa Rica for three months, and then it actually has to leave for three months. But because we didn't leave for three months with it, it can technically be parked in a government-approved building that they consider it being gone from the country for three months. It's all very confusing. But what happened is Kurt arrived yesterday from Canada, flew in and was going to pick the van up and then drive it here to Nasara where we are. We have a copy of the registration in the van, but the original is here with me with all our paperwork like in the safe. And they won't let the, the van out without the original registration. They will not release the van. It's being held captive. I mean, I get it. They have their system. We were told that we could have a lawyer notarize and say that the registration belongs to us and here's a copy of it. And like I sent a copy in as well, but I guess they want the original. Kurt called and we're trying to figure out how to get this all done in a timely manner because we're actually going to be driving back to Canada starting next Friday. This is actually a great introduction to what we're going to talk today about, which is communication. It might not seem sexy to dive deep and do some inner work and really feel your feels. (laughs) It might not seem like really romantic, I guess. When you've been with your partner for a while, this tool, this inner work can be huge and give your relationship the je ne sais quoi, the joie de vivre that it's been missing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because when you go into inner work, you really start seeing like, okay, one of the things you can do is see communication patterns and how you talk to each other, which can be a big deal. When you first start a relationship, sometimes how you communicate is covered by rose. Rose-colored glasses. Through the lens of rose-colored glasses. And when you start doing inner work, you start really seeing how you're communicating with your partner and creating an awareness around how you communicate with them and how they communicate with you. And what are your responses like to them and to people around you? Which can be really hard to look at yourself and say, wow, this is how I communicate to people. But I've been doing it my whole life. What's wrong with that? Well, (laughs) what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I like to think about this. Starting to have an awareness around communicating and like intimacy in relationships and how communication can improve like your sex life and your sexual performance and your intimacy and just your overall connection with your partner. I like to think of something like this, like when you're 16 years old and you're fumbling around in the dark or whatever age you are and you're fumbling around in the dark and you're just hoping to land like some joy. (laughs) the right spot versus when you've done some, you know, you're a little bit older, you've done some self-exploration, you know what's going on, you've really looked at your body, you understand your body, you know what you like and what you don't like. 
your intimacy with your partner is a lot different and there's less fumbling and more like, this is what I enjoy. I just read an article yesterday. I'm sure everyone knows the statistic that it's the number one reason that leads to divorce is people's inability to communicate appropriately surrounding sex. Yeah. I mean, communication can have such a negative impact on your connection between you and your partner. And one of the big things about this is your core wounds actually get in the way of this communication. When you have unresolved trauma and pain and things that have happened in your life that have led to you feeling neglected, rejected, humiliated, manipulated, all things we've been talking about this month, it affects how you're able to communicate with your partner. Are you able to share with them your fantasies, your ultimate desires, your intimate um, knowledge of your body? Are you able to say like, this is what I'm hoping for in a relationship and this is what I want from a sexual encounter? Are you able to say these things to your partner? Or is there something blocking you? Like, oh, I might be rejected if I say this way. Oh, good girls aren't supposed to act this way, so I'm not going to say that. Oh, he might not like me if I want to share this. And these are all things that come up and block us from saying what we truly feel. How then can people... I always ask you the how-tos because I'm like, maybe this is the quick fix. Is it a quick fix, Stadita? And this does seem like when you're talking about overall communication relationships, it does seem more in-depth than just a couple how-tos. If you want to just go generalizing, it doesn't even have to be with your sexual intimate encounters. It can be just like your communication in general. So when you're communicating with your partner and you're not able to share with them or understand what their emotions are or what your own emotions are, and when you can't share in a non-confrontational manner, then your partner is going to start feeling things like defensive. They don't want to share with you. They don't want to hear what you have to say. The way and the style that you communicate with your partner is huge. If you're a confrontational communicator, which I am or have been in the past, which that is something that is ongoing for me that I will work through and move through, that style of communication though, is it sexy to your partner? Does it make them want to be intimate? Probably not. The way and the style that you communicate to your partner and then the ability to communicate to your partner really affects how your partner looks at you. Now, Danita, if I say these four things that I have read about in the past in terms of the patterns of communication, such as in terms of like within relationship, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling. Now, criticism, contempt, stonewalling, defensiveness. So the first three, particularly in general, those are going to come from some sort of core wound that has happened in the past. You criticize people because you've been criticized, because that's how you've been taught to communicate, because those are the experiences that you've went through. You stonewall people because that's how you know, if I shut down, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to shut down. I'm going to stonewall them. I am going to protect myself from feeling pain or from anything that they're saying to me. If your partner's confrontational, you're more than likely going to be defensive. The defensive mechanism is something that you've learned. You've learned that to protect yourself. In the past, whenever you've been confronted, you have learned to be defensive rather than to work through the confrontation because the defensive mechanism is there to protect you. Would people have seen this from their parents' relationships? They might have seen it from their parents. They might have experienced a relationship when they were young that really impacted them. More than likely, the style that you communicate with is the style that you were shown as a child. And that can come from different sources. It can also change with as you grow. If you're a child, say, for example, and your parents grow and evolve and are doing inner work, shifting their beliefs in the way that they communicate, 
you can slowly start to shift yours. And as an adult, you can do the same thing. As you become aware of the way that you communicate and your communication style, if you're defensive all the time and you start saying like, oh, wow, I'm being defensive right now and I'm taking this on, whatever the partner is saying, I'm taking it on as a reflection of me and defending my position in it. If you can stop and say, okay, this is what's going on. My partner may act like they're confronting me, but maybe they're not. Maybe that's just the way they're talking and I'm feeling defensive. Right. Which one is it? Is it your partner is being confrontational or are you being defensive or is it both? So one of the things that you can start doing is really, and I know I talk about awareness all the time, but also start looking at yourself. Okay, how do I cultivate self-love and self-acceptance? Because once this starts happening, then you can look at your partner and your relationships around you and say, with self-love and self-acceptance, this is what I see. This is what I see is happening. This is my interpretation rather than from a place of criticism, contempt, defensiveness, or stonewalling. Also, sometimes when someone says something, it's the way in which the other person receives it. And maybe the person that wasn't their intent. That's what makes conversation in relationships quite tricky. Yeah, and I think that's that's it. What is the intent behind the words? Is the intent to hurt you? Is the intent to share with you? Is the intent to blame you? Or is the intent to have a conversation? And from your perspective, you're hearing the intent as blame. You're hearing that the intent is this. Where that might not be the case. That might not be how your partner is trying to share with you. And this brings us to emotional regulation. When you're able to regulate emotionally and have more compassion and empathy in your relationship, you're then going to start being a supportive and nurturing partner, which then leads to further intimacy. And then the allowance of being able to share your actual true desires and wants and needs. When you speak about emotional regulation, it just touches a nerve for me because that's something that I'm definitely trying to work on. Would that be an idea that if I'm having a conversation with a partner that I don't love or I don't like their perspective, that I'm able to sit and allow whatever emotions coming to the service in a calm way in which I'm still hearing what they're saying as opposed to reacting through my emotions? There is that. And there's also understanding your emotions and managing them in the healthy way. So exactly it. When your partner is sharing with you something and you're getting like so angry or sad, whichever one it is, is to just say, I'm feeling sad right now because of this. Name it. I like that. I am feeling sad because of this. I want to hear what you're saying, but I want to hear it without judgment. So I might need a moment to work through some of the emotions that came up from the initial topic that you brought up. I'm feeling angry because of this, but just give me a moment so I can work through that anger. Yes, because is the anger directed at them? Is it directed at yourself? Where is the anger coming from? Right, from the past, different event, different person, different time in your life. In these situations, though, I love to go back to what you always say, Danita. It's about the awareness, right, in the moment to take that time to be aware and realize and think outside of where this might be coming from because there's so many different options. This is difficult and it is also amazingly important for connection and intimacy with your partner. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. 
It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.